Hello, hello. This is Haley Kane with the Sparkle and Destroy podcast. You're listening to episode eight. I want to say hi from all of the dogs. That's Milou the Poodle, Mavis the Ch Terrier, and Peyton Manning the Chawini. Also a big hi from our feathered friends, our hens here on the farm, on the, the Kane Ranch. Um, it's been a while since the last podcast. And although I do promise you there will be many more interviews with interesting women and artists, I think right now, you know, everyone's hunkering down for the winter and we're definitely in that cycle of making music, recording music, and doing all the stuff that's behind the scenes that's not as sexy or exciting as playing tons of shows or, you know, releasing things. It's more this weird, like, kind of hunkering down and, like, working on the nitty-gritty. And um, I don't know. I just thought it might be interesting to share a little bit of behind-the-scenes with you guys and thinking it might actually be helpful to some artists out there, or at least interesting, or maybe just embarrassing for me, (laughs) or maybe all three. Um, But before we get started today, I want to take a moment to tell you that Haley and the Crushers are coming back to Los Angeles after many, many moons. Uh, We'll be playing the Play Like a Girl LA Showcase on November 30th at Harvard and Stone. And Play Like a Girl LA is an amazing organization that puts female-led bands and female musicians at the fore and really puts a spotlight on them because often these performers have to fight a lot harder to get to the places where um, other people that are not necessarily women um, are just able to go freely. So I think it's important that there are groups like this that are actually just being proactive and trying to put on workshops, like they do workshops for how to get your music on the radio, um, booking information, like kind of practical things that get women geared up and like going for their dreams and not just thinking about it. So I think that's really cool. We will be playing with um, two acts that night. Maya Manzer, who is this sort of dark, haunting pop songstress. Um, she's gotten a lot of great press as of late, and she's killing it. Um, she's played a lot of really big festivals, and um, I'm excited to see um, her stage performance. Um, we're also going to be playing with Anna Christie Sapphire, and um, she's out in Joshua Tree, and she's also got her own sort of moody vibe going on, and I'm excited to check her out as well. Um, and if you're in the area on the 25th, actually coming up in a couple days, um, Play Like a Girl LA is putting on a show um, with the Aqua Dolls, who we've played with before, that are amazing, and um, a band called The Tissues, uh, New Evil, and Sabrina is not in this chat. So um, go check out playlikeagirlla.com and you can learn more about what they do as well as all the concerts coming up and our concert that we have coming up. So anyway, um, uh, back to kind of what I'm doing with this podcast, which is a little bit different format, um, although I am known to ramble and do weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> um, I thought it would be cool to share some unreleased mixes from the new album, which is called Cool Lame, um, and that's going to be out this spring. And we've been working on it for about six months now, maybe a little bit longer, just like writing songs, doing the rough demos, switching things up, practicing. And now we've been tracking in the studio up in Oakland. 
um, with Bart Thurber, who is kind of an old school guy. He records to reel to reel. We've been recording in this kind of dark and um, interesting uh, like warehouse kind of recording area space in Oakland. And it's been uh, kind of an interesting adventure because we didn't really know Bart uh, before we started, uh, but through the music that he's done, he's recorded bands like Neurosis and Kicker and the Working Stiffs and lots of really cool punk bands, like old school punk bands. Um, so we're like, hey, this guy obviously knows what he's doing. And he, if you go to his website, um, he actually records a lot of different genres. So like everything from country and rockabilly and Americana and punk and even metal and, you know, hard rock, like he does it all. So Um, It's been really interesting to work with someone who's just sort of this old school dude with the tape, you know, reel to reel rewinding and layering these tracks. Um, It's been really cool to watch him, actually. So we're doing that. And although, of course, I'm not going to like share all of these like unmixed tracks because, yeah, they're not done. And I want you guys to enjoy that final product. Um, I just thought it would be really fun and like hopefully interesting and maybe helpful to trace back the origins of each song and how they were written and how the music kind of happened. Um, cause I think it's hard sometimes for artists and musicians to share this part of the process. Cause it either comes, either you think like, this is going to be super boring minutia that no one cares about. It's either self-inflated, like why would anyone give a shit, which I get, <laughs> or you think like, there's nothing to say like let's wait till the music is completely done perfect finished polished put it out rah 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 have a big release thing it's out it's a new record but I mean I really like to hear the behind the scenes and I think it's really humbling and humanizing to like see how people create things whether it's the under painting of a painting or the sketch before the comic book or you know the behind the scenes of the music video or even VH1 behind the scenes, which I loved as a kid, which is just ridiculous (laughs) because every episode was exactly the same. Like group is unknown, group gets famous, group squabbles among themselves, group gets high on drugs and somebody smashes a car and loses an arm. Okay, that's actually only uh, Def Leppard, but you get what I'm saying. Um, So I just think that people can find it intimidating when it comes to songwriting and thinking like if it doesn't come out fully formed in this perfect way then it's not worth it and I've actually had a friend a musician of mine friend musician friend of mine uh say that exact thing like that she was intimidated for many years because she just thought like Kurt Cobain woke up one day and like wrote like a super awesome song and just like that was it and obviously it's not like that at all it's actually really um vulnerable and weird and it takes you on this journey of like inside your own perceptions and sometimes with collaborations there can be conflict I mean it's just a finished song is not as simple as a finished song um so yeah let me know if you like this idea and if you do um like follow me over at sparkle and destroy pod I don't have that many followers but um Maybe you can help me out there or um, at Haley and the Crushers, that's H-A-Y-L-E-Y and the Crushers, and just tell me what you think and if you think this is a cool concept, because if you like it, then I may do this for all the songs, and maybe I'll retroactively talk about some of the songs from the last album, Jewel Case, if it seems like it's helpful, interesting, hilarious, whatever. Um, 
I don't know, just seems like it's sort of a waste to put a finished product into the world without showing your work and without giving, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes. Um, one thing that I kind of equated this with as I was thinking about what the next round of podcasts would be, I was thinking, you know, it's interesting. It's a little bit like uh, my blog is your boyfriend in the band. I've been writing um, in that blog and talking about being a woman with a guitar and how that's been in like um, growing up and all the struggles and kind of like pitfalls and hilarious adventures and tour diaries and stupid things and things that made me scared or made me happy. Now, you know, the good and bad and ugly of it. I've been doing that for several years. Um, and I, I, I guess in a way I was kind of gearing up to write a book, which I'm doing national novel writing month right now, where you commit to writing 50,000 words and like getting a bones of a novel together. Um, and, um, believe me, this is all going to make sense. I promise. But, um, I didn't know it at the time when I was doing the blog, but like I was just fleshing out my thoughts about this idea that was going to become this book, which is about growing up in LA as a teenager and starting this all girl band with some really fierce women that I met young women and, um, how we all kind of had our own struggles, but came through it and sort of a coming of age tale. Um, but if I hadn't done the blog and just been like, you know what, I'm going to do this messy, imperfect blog that's like probably has a bunch of typos and maybe is inconsistent. If I hadn't done that, I don't think I could be here this November, like trying to write this novel. And I say trying because it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard to do something that's not, uh, a actual deadline. So, um, at least for me, I'm pretty rebellious against my own, um, creative projects. I resist a lot, even though I know that it's the right, the right thing to do. So, um, my point is that, um, there's something really beautiful in sharing the imperfect to get to that point where you're actually releasing something and it actually is helpful. So that's my hope here. Um, and you can tell me what you think about this whole scenario. Anyway, let's get into it. This ramble has been long, 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 and I have to pee, so I'll have to take a break momentarily. Um, but what we're talking about today is a song off the new album, Cool Lame, called Small Lives. And um, at practice a couple nights ago, my drummer, Gabriel, uh, <laughs> we were about to practice the song and he said, hey, what is this song about? Like he didn't even know what it was about. And it's so funny because I take it for granted thinking like, oh, if we practice this song a million times and we record it and like obsess over the tracking of it and add like claps or add tambourine to it, like obviously everyone knows what the song's about. But no, of course, like you don't really know until you ask. And he thought it was <laughs> funny. He thought it was about a vampire or he mentioned it could be about a vampire. And now that he said that, I really want to change it and make it about a vampire, but it's not. So um, I'm going to give you a little taste of the raw, unmixed track. And um, yeah, the first lines of it are um, shutters drawn, a mowed lawn, the driveway is empty save for a cat. What does he know that I don't? I think it might be that small like <laughs> shiny faces hide wherever we go tiny spaces fit together like a nesting doll now I know that's a little bit uh poetic especially for this band I don't try to get too poetic with my lyrics but I will explain more later I'm just gonna let you listen a little bit to this intro and um imagine it's a vampire because 
that's so perfect. Shutter's drawn. He's inside. He's, you know, can't go into the sun. He's like hiding. Anyway, here you go. Shutter's drawn. Okay, so first I'm going to just talk about what is going on with this track, um, this part of the song. Um, technically speaking, how we recorded it um, at Bart Thurber's studio, um, House of Faith studio, we got into a room, uh, Gabriel in a drum room, and uh, Dr. Kane and I in another room, Um us with our amps uh, mic'd up and Gabriel with his drums mic'd up every which way and we um, all with our headphones on played the song essentially live uh, trying as best we could not to fuck anything up and within a couple takes we got uh, this track uh, which I think sounds pretty full pretty good Uh, when I say it's unmixed I just mean that you know, certain things should be a higher level or lower level. Uh, things might feel muddy or not separated or awkward. And that's because you're basically listening to a live band, um, a live band on, on multiple tracks. But um, it still has that sort of live feeling, which is what I really wanted to go for for this album. Uh, not live, I guess, but more just raw and just with that energy of all of us in the room together really interesting we all had our headphones on and I'm singing along with a scratch track Um, so I'm basically singing scratch vocals as we're playing so that we all kind of know where we are in the song Um, so it really does feel live but then you know say something gets messed up or whatever we would uh, you know stop and we would hear Bart through our headphones say all right hang on a second and then we'd hear we'd actually hear the real to real tape rewinding like click 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 you know, and that made it really visceral. It felt like, oh my God, we're burning tape, you know? Of course, we can always like go backwards, but it still felt really timely. And I think it actually served the song really well. So next I'm going to play the actual moment that I wrote this song in my head. I was walking the dogs in um, the neighborhood where I and Dr. Kane live And it's a very sort of suburban neighborhood, like an old suburban neighborhood. I mean, there's like bomb shelters and and stuff on this on this block. And um, our house was built in 1964. So you got this kind of weird old house situation going on. It's very quaint and cute, but also kind of eerie. Um, I like to look at the houses as I pass by with the dogs. And um, I actually have a... um, pretty successful method for writing um when I'm like walking the dogs or driving is when I usually get a lot of ideas and I will just pull out my iPhone and turn on the like recorder button um most iPhones come with that app so hey if you're not using that use it it's awesome I've I've recorded so many dumb little hummings and little melodies that like if I hadn't recorded it it would have just completely gone 
to the shitter. Like it would have never made the light of day. So I'm walking the dogs and I'm like walking around and I just get that feeling, you know, that weird eerie feeling looking at all these houses. And one thing that you know how we live our lives is we don't have curtains. We don't, we don't, we just don't have them. I mean, we, we wake up with the sound of the chickens and the sun and we kind of think curtains are creepy. At least Dr. Kane has like indoctrinated me into this theory that people that have curtains drawn all the time are like hiding something and they're spooky and weird, which I kind of get like they kind of, it kind of is kind of makes you wonder. And there is something about this neighborhood in San Luis Obispo where we live that this combination of like the daytime, you know, bright sunlight, the shutters drawn, the blinds drawn, and you're walking around. And for me, I work at home. So as a writer, so I'm around when no one's around and it's kind of feels deserted and weird. And, um, that's kind of where I got the concept for this song. And I'm, as I'm walking the dogs, I start thinking about what are these small lives that are all contained in these houses. And I start the first inklings of writing, the intro, which uh, is it's pretty similar to what the actual finished song sounds that, uh, sounds like, but it is also very different. So I'm gonna play you what I wrote, like what I sang to myself as I was walking the dogs down the street, and you can hear like me out of breath as I'm walking the dogs, and you could probably hear the jingle of the dogs' leashes as well, which I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Here you go. Shutter strong. I mowed long, the driveway is empty save for a cat. What does he, he, he know? Okay, so it's a little bit different. Like, you know that feeling when you are in an abandoned suburban neighborhood and you just see cats glaring from underneath cars and they're just kind of watching you? Like, that's kind of what I was trying to portray there, like there's nothing in this house except for this weird kind of cat underneath a car. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where the story begins in my mind. And of course, once I start recording on my phone, I kind of become obsessed and anything else on my to-do list kind of stops for a minute. Um, so as I'm walking the dogs, I think I probably was like there, but not there. Cause I just kept recording and recording. Um, so this was the next thing that I, I recorded. Okay, that was really embarrassing, but that, it's like an example of how, like, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. I created the intro. The intro is very similar to how the song sounds, but then I kind of go off on this weird kind of journey of trying to figure out where the melody is going to go from there, and it's out of key, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and I just kind of mumble to myself, but I think it's important not to um, really judge yourself at this point. It's really like the first draft, and um, you're, something's going to come to you, you know? So I'm going to play the next part of the song. This is the 
um, the, the track that uh, we recorded with Bart Thurber um, that's actually on its way to being finished. like the actual chorus although in the beginning I had the small lives idea as this concept um the the way I was singing it this what are these small lives that was not gonna work it just was pitchy it sounded bad um so when I went home after the walking the dogs I kind of um continued to play and record on my phone until I kind of got this this idea of what I was how I was gonna sing it um and just to go over the lyrics quickly um I guess what started as sort of just a interesting observation or just a feeling, I started to connect with an idea of mediocrity and uh, suburban and middle age mediocrity, um, uh, which is something a lot of people sing about. But I think it's important as you get older to um, like recognize when you yourself are going in that direction. And I think part of me is always fearful that I'm going to get too comfortable and like not be punk rock anymore, which is impossible because I cannot not do DIY things and I cannot not have jobs that don't pay well. <laughs> so I'm pretty much always struggling and hustling. And, um, but I think part of that is like my fear of kind of going down the middle of the road. Um, so the lyrics are, what are these small lives? Uh, who walks these streets at night? Who lives inside these? Who lives inside this house? Is it full of dusty skeletons? When did our dreaming quiet? When did we say that fine was fine? What are these small lives that keep us in the dark? And again, I could see how this could also be construed as sort of a vampire situation. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dark references here, right? And I realize that I'm totally projecting. I mean, I don't know what these people's lives are like, but a lot of songwriting is almost a projection of how you're feeling and you're kind of projecting it into the world, or that's kind of how I see it. And I think it's so much more fun to play with real life scenarios um, and also like dissect how I'm feeling, but not make it all about me. I mean, I don't want to be this singer songwriter that's just really like plumbing the depths of my own diary. Um, not that I don't admire people that do that. It's just, I don't know, I want to connect with the outside world. And that's part of what keeps me writing songs is connecting with my experiences. <laughs> so I guess that's a really long way to say what every songwriter probably says about their art. But um, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Um, so so in bringing us to the next process of kind of how I write a song, especially a song like this, where it's just suddenly I have this little little earworm where I'm like, okay, I have this intro. It's really catchy. I have this chorus. It's really catchy. I need to finish it. You know, I'm not the kind of person that can just like take half the song, put it down, come back later. Um, Dr. Kane, my husband slash bass player, uh, forgot to mention that <laughs> in case you're wondering who the hell that guy is. Um, he's more like that. He's able to take a bite of the sandwich per se and then put it down and I'd be curious to know if there's artists out there that can do this and if there's ways you can do this but for me it's like whatever I'm doing that day has to be on hold for a second until I at least get the earworm completed it doesn't have to be perfect in fact it's usually it's always never perfect but um 
it, it has to get, it has to come to its completion or else emotionally I'm just like hanging on this edge and I just really want to um, see it finished. So if you look in my phone under my recordings that I've done, you'll see like, for instance, I have a song called Blue and Green. So you'll see Blue and Green 1, Blue and Green 2, Blue and Green 3, Blue and Green 4, Blue and Green Final. And then you'll think, oh, that's the end of it. No, then there's Blue and Green Final 2, Blue and Green Final 3. So I will just sit there and maniacally pound away at that song until I get the bare bones of it and it's completed. So um, here is the final, final, final uh, demo that I recorded right after Walking the Dogs. It probably took me an hour or two, maybe two hours of just sitting there and just going over the song a couple times. At this point during the songwriting, I'm usually like on my own weird plane and I don't even know what time is. Excuse me, that's my dogs. Um, So yeah, this is the final, final, final before obviously I brought it to the band. that got out of hand but um basically you heard the first the intro the first verse the chorus and then a weird little bridge that I created um usually when I demo out a song for myself I'll just do one verse knowing that I'll write another verse later so that is one thing (laughs) these dogs that is one thing that I can kind of get away with where I'm not going to be too nitpicky about there being two verses completed I mean, I'm kind of a hit it or quit it person. Like I think of the Ramones and I think of how many verses that they just repeat over and over again. And I like a really short, succinct song. I tend to get sick of myself really easily. So I just want a really quick song, get in, get out. When I play a set live, I want to get in, get out. I don't want to overstay my welcome. I just, I get sick of myself. I don't want to hear anything for more than 30 minutes. I just don't, I don't care what the hell it is. That's why the Ramones are amazing. Like they understood that to a T. To complete the cycle, I'm going to take us into the last part of the song. This is Bart Thurber's um, recording, the raw, unmixed track um, from that bridge and through the finishing part of the song. Just 
just a quick note here. Um, all of my vocal takes here are doubled. So I sang them once completely in their entirety. And then I sang them a second time over the first track. And I so I had to match my inflection both times. I would like to say that it was difficult, but it wasn't because once I sing a song a certain way, I tend to pronounce and inflect the words the exact same way every single time till the end of time. And uh, even if I get bored of it, I have a hard time getting out of it. So that's why you can kind of hear, it sounds like a really full vocal sound. It's tw two of me. <laughs> and um, these vocals were cut after um, the music was done. We got rid of the scratch track vocals, threw those away, and I went in the studio by myself and listened back to Dr. Kane and Gabriel in my headphones, and I sang this, uh, this track, or these tracks, these two tracks. Carry on. there you have it that is the good the bad the ugly the pretty i mean talk about pretty the tambourine on this track is just like gorgeous because we did go back um a second time and just put in tambourine um just to make it really sparkle and i think that uh, dr kane's bass sounds really good as well um obviously the mix is not there it hasn't been mixed yet so like I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. And if you found it ridiculously annoying that I cut this track up so much that you can't really enjoy it, that's like the purpose. I just want to share a little tidbit that's useful or funny um, or interesting and not give you a finished track because, hey, I don't have one yet and it's not going to come out till the spring. And when it does come out, it's going to sound like a million jillion times better. So um, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you found this interesting, hit me up, like send me an email, please. Just let me know if you want to hear more of these or if uh, it's just a little bit too inside baseball, out in the weeds, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, y'all. Well, um, that's all for today. Um, I encourage you to shop locally this holiday season. Please shop Dr. Kane's Comics and Games and keep dog food in our dog's bellies and chicken food in our chicken's bellies. Uh, please um, support local music in slow. Uh, please support all the local businesses and independently owned shops uh, this season because let's not complain when they all close, you know, let's actually support them now while we can. And that goes for our local music scene as well. So I will talk with you guys soon. And uh, this is Haley Crusher signing off. Bye-bye. Sparkle and Destroy podcast is produced by myself, Haley Crusher Kane, with help from Dr. Reed Kane and Mavis Kane. Um, if you want to know more about the show, go to Instagram and follow me at Sparkle and Destroy Pod or follow at Haley and the Crushers on Instagram. 
uh, email, you can email uh, sparkleanddestroypod at gmail.com or crushersfanclub at gmail.com. If you want to sign up for the newsletter and get some exclusive tracks, I would love to send you some. Um, If you're an insider friend, I'm fine with sharing all of my heart with you. Um, But please let me know that you're interested in that because that's not the kind of thing that I would just throw up on Facebook or Instagram. So if you do want to muse about music, uh, do contact me because I would absolutely love to hear from you. Until next time, sparkle hard and destroy. Destroy.